Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Ring, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast. Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back, Florians. Oh, yeah. More magician fun. Gotta love Absolutely. it. Um, would you like to lick an egg? Uh, I'll leave that to you and Penny. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, I, I do like my omelets, but, you know, it's okay. Before we jump into that, just to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at soundcloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it in court. How can the good people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at GenDev and he's Brad CB. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well. Just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also find Pure Fandom on Facebook. And Brad, do you know what else is on Facebook? There is a bunch of stuff out there probably about Dragon Erotica. I'm just guessing, but I'm sure it's actually there. So actual dragon porn? I guarantee You know, there is uh, like Bigfoot porn and stuff. There's all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah, it's out there. It's on Amazon. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I believe that. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. yeah. I won't be looking for, it, but I believe that. Yeah, it's it's there. Yeah, it's just it's there. <laughs> so other things that you can find on Facebook, you can find Brad and Court Talk Peer Fandom Podcast Group, where we talk about anything and everything under the sun. Um, we've been talking about a couple of different movies, some TV shows that we're interested in seeing, and just everything. So if you have something that you would like us to talk about or that you just want to post and start the conversation, make sure you drop and give us a visit. Or if you have any thoughts on the episode, absolutely let us know. Also, if you are a Van Helsing lover, we have a Van Helsing uh, Facebook group as well, where you can visit, join in with the other fans who are waiting for the show to return. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Check it out, people. So what was this episode about? Okay, so this episode, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor showed up and he kind of wrecked everything. No, 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 no he didn't. Uh, this episode was 408, Home Improvement. Alice wants to fix what she did. Poppy's knocked up. Egg licking is a thing. Zelda needs help with Harriet. And there's a lockdown spell in play? Yeah. That was totally Tim the Toolman Taylor. Mm -hmm. He did that. Definitely. <laughs> uh, the episode was written by Jay Gard and Alex Rahman, and it was directed by Joshua Butler. Okay. So should we just jump into the whole um, Margo and Finn thing? Let's do it. We'll go to that first and come back to uh, egg licking later. Um, yeah. So Finn is on her quest, and we do learn that you never sneak up on a knife maker's daughter because she'll throw things at you. Yeah, like, do not underestimate Finn. She's still badass. No, yeah, she's definitely, and Margo couldn't even get the knife out of the tree. It was just <laughs> there so much. You handle that. Yeah, so she's there to be Finn's wing woman. I love that. I yes. love them being on a, a mission together, and the fact that Finn, again, is taking the lead this week is Ex great. Exactly, I love that. And then she points out to Margo, she's asking about Josh, and Margo's like, yeah, don't accuse me of catching feelings. It's insulting. She has totally caught feelings yeah. for Josh. And they're really cute. Right. Yeah. It's there. It's totally there. And it's just one of those things. And it's just, uh, I, I Margo is my favorite of all the magicians. I'm just of course. right there. That's it. That's my well, favorite. And Katie. Katie's my favorite. I'm Margo is, <laughs> she's got me. I'm just there. I'm just looking forward to how she rules over Fillory with a iron fist, you know, thing. Kind of, sort of. In a way, she does have Fillory in her heart, though. I mean, she's looking at everything. But like she did point out, 
Finn's dreams are pretty much all about her. This is true. So they are. But all- they're connected. So right. It's true. Yeah, they are very connected. So they're off to find the um, person in Finn's dreams. Uh-huh. Yes, Napster. <laughs> and it took me a, a minute to figure out why they were calling it Napster. I was like, oh, it does yeah. look like the Napster cat. Yeah, that's her name. Her name is Napster. Like the music, music sharing site. Yeah, and the kids who have no idea what we're talking about, go look it up. Yeah, there was a whole big thing back in the day. <laughs> when that was hard before you were born. Yeah, well, it was the two thousands. Life was so hard before you were born. It was. Do you remember how long you used to take to download some of that stuff? Uh, yeah, I remember when I was making web pages with Notepad and coding hardcore. Yeah, and let's yeah. see, I made this revolving logo for the company I work for that was uh-huh. just an animated GIF. Uh-huh. That literally took like three days to render. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I could do it now in like 30 seconds. You know, <laughs> it was very cheap. And yeah, back in the day. But anyway, yeah, Napster, look it up, people. There was a whole thing. Look up the Metallica thing when Napster. Oh, my God, that was horrible. Oh, Lord. That's where it all went downhill. But yeah, we find out that is the name of the questing creature, Napster. Time to shut her down. So they travel on through the forest and they run across the home of the Napster with the mask. Kind of weird. Something uh, like that, yeah. Kind of fortune telly. Was I in your dreams too? Well, shouldn't you know? You would think it's one of those weird um, fortune telling things going on there. Yeah. Yeah, she's very much able to anticipate what people are going to say. Yes, and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, so basically the Napster woman here um, gets Margot and Finn to kind of landscape her house. Landscape her house, milk a goat. Uh, thatch a roof. Lay a, what is it? A, uh, lay some stone for a, a little trail that they were doing. But uh, Margot was kind of getting tired of the serious Mr. Miyagi bullshit. Which is hilarious because then Finn, you know, starts talking about Karate Kid. And she goes, when did uh-huh. you get a chance to watch that? Because Finn's been doing stuff. <laughs> Finn's been doing stuff. Remember, she did. She was on Earth for a little bit. Yeah. With her child. Yeah, she, she went through everything. everything. <laughs> she, 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 had a, she had a whole game plan going on when she was there. She was binging some stuff and everything else. I mean, come on, live the life, see all the movies. Elliot probably told her a little bit about it. So mm-hmm. she saw... The Karate Kid, Back to the Future, Battlestar Galactica, because mm-hmm. it's healthy. Yeah, so say we all. So say we all. And later on, Margot, because he knew it was going to happen sooner or later, she was getting tired of all this uh, manual labor stuff that the green hooded woman was telling him to do. So mm-hmm. she uh, goes over and does the vines that were creeping vines or what were they called or something like that ends up yeah. throwing the uh, uh the woman in the vine right the napster imposter into the vines and at which point she's telling finn to go find the shears in the shed <laughs> and margo has the shears and i did love the fact when finn like kind of snapped and wanted to like pretty much gut her <laughs> it was the umber's balls or something like that <laughs> umber's balls and uh 
uh, Ember's ass. It comes up at one point. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I love that whole part. And so they find out that actually she's not the right person that, you know, the Napster just comes into dreams and just happens to be back there. So it we get this flash forward later on where they're back at the castle and, you know, Margo's talking about wanting to marry Josh and have Fing give her away. And we're like, well, this is kind of interesting. Like she fully embraced her feelings. She caught that was fast. Yeah. And then it's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> so Finn goes to find a cat, uh, find Napster. She is actually able to find her because Finn is on Ambien <laughs> and sleeping away. And she doesn't uh, like her destiny, though. I mean, she, it was like the Napster warns her, you're not going to like what's going to happen with your destiny. And you can ask for somebody else's. She almost asked for Margot's future. And Napster then asked, you know, do you value yourself? Which is, I think that's a whole big thing for Finn. Because Finn, you know, has kind of been looking out for Margot more than she's been looking out for herself. And she needs to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So she does and ask for her. The whole thing was about with the whole sidekicks episode. Like Finn is not a sidekick. She is a part of this group and we have to start valuing her as a part of the group. Like she can lead episodes as we've seen. And like, we should be on her mission following her story as well as everybody else's. Exactly. And so she asks for her destiny. And then we find out that her destiny involves dethroning Margot, even if that <laughs> means drenching it in her blood. Yeah. Yeah, that's not gonna no. Yeah, that's not. Mm. She loves Margot. Yeah, I don't see Finn doing that part. She's 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 there. She's all fillery thing. We we know that Margot's all fillery too. So she is. I mean, Margot did trade her child. True. To the by mistake, on yeah. purpose, by mistake. She got her back. And she, didn't she lose a toe? She, uh, Finn lost a toe. I'm saying because of Margot. Right. Margaret lost an eye. I mean, there's a lot of losing going on. So Yeah. But no, it was mostly Margot's fault. She lost her child and her, her toe, thanks to uh, Margot. Yeah. But she did it with, like, goodness and love in her heart. Right. Yeah, it was all there. Just yeah. things happen. Stuff and things. Stuff and things, yeah. So I guess we're going to have to wait to find out what that means. I'm ugh. dethroned in Margot. That means right. there's no one else Margo's left in Fillory. Ever. I know. So that means that, you know, Finn would have to, uh, I guess, it would Finn step up to be king? I mean, somebody would have to, right? I would think so. I mean, there's no one left. The other kings have left. Okay, so we, well, theoretically, they think that um, Elliot's dead. Right, but no, remember, last year, uh, last season, they had a whole election where there could be only one king. Oh, and yeah. Margo king so there's one gonna be one ruler oh that's right i forgot about that yeah because talking animals are her thing right there was a bear (laughs) (laughs) oh that episode so yeah i well i guess you know by default i guess finn could be vice king (laughs) (laughs) and take over be i don't know it'd be interesting to see what happens on i'm looking forward to it next week Oh, for real. Or it could be the sloth. Hmm? It could be the sloth. We never know. Uh, It could. Well, she stopped talking. Well, I thought the animals started talking again. Did they not? No. Mm, No, they didn't. No. Did they? No, that was just in Finn's dream. They got the beat, didn't they? 
Oh. Well, we we haven't actually heard them speaking. No, we uh, yeah, attention. yeah, we haven't really he- heard that much on it. So hmm. okay, okay, back in the real world, Zelda needs Alice's help because she knows about the mirror realm mm-hmm. from her time as a Niffin. Yeah, it reminds us that Alice did some very very bad things, or Niffin Alice did some very bad yeah. things. It's kind of like Monster Elliot. Like I know in my heart that we're gonna get our Elliot back. I hope. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, I wonder if he's going to have some regrets. Our, our Elliot? Our Elliot for the things that he didn't do, but maybe saw. I don't know if he's necessarily seeing all the things that Darth Elliot's doing, though. Maybe not, but he's got to know some of it. Uh, but we know that Alice knew exactly what Niffin Alice was doing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a whole thing there. And so, yeah. You know, Zelda's asking for help. Dean Foster is setting the terms, which is kind of cool to Dean. Uh, you know, free Sheila, bury her book. And, oh, by the way, I need an extra month's supply of campus-wide magic rations every semester. Mm-hmm. And he gets his way. The Dean's good. He, he's got everything planned out. He actually has the, the helper item that has to be cast with uh, mother and daughter. Oh, the cooperative spell. Yes, the cooperative spell. So Alice heads to mom's house. And the parents on this show are assholes, except for like that one dad. The rest of them are jerks. Yeah. Her dad was cool, and Q's dad was cool. I don't think we've known any other parents, just Alice's mother. Okay, never mind. Alice's mother sucks. Yeah, Stephanie is, you know, she was never that great of a person, anyhow. So, no. They go there, and Stephanie's, you know, having her whole issue. But she's, like, trying to get rid of Alice the whole entire time, too. She is. And you would think that Alice would want to go and not uh, tempt the bear. Because apparently the library has installed these meters into everybody's homes now to see how much has how much magic has been expended. Right. Apparently, because but, of the whole thing with the library being blown up. Right. But Alice didn't know that until she got there. Oh, no, I know, I know. Yeah. But you saw it, and you should have been like, hey, Mom, let's go outside. Well, I don't think they have any magic outside. She only has the magic inside the house. Really? Oh, because pipes and things? Yeah, pipes and things. You know, oh, some, like your, like the gas meter outside. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So they try to spell. It doesn't work at all, and Carol shows up. <sighs> Carol is always there. Uh-huh. And then the library shows up, and Alice locks everybody in the house with the failsafe. Because of the purge. Because of I the love purge. that her father watched the purge and then had all that, those safeguards installed. Like, that is so cool. Well, it did work out really well. Mostly, yeah. Uh, we come to find out later that, you know, Stephanie didn't turn on Alice. She was turning Carol in for her voodoo dolls. <laughs> or, no, hold on. Her, her re- relationship dolls. Yeah, her extramarital <laughs> voodoo dolls. Which are still voodoo dolls, yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting seeing them uh, in play. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the, the whole thumping. <laughs> I was like, ow, ow, ow. Oh, oh. Uh, so she gets the DNA and screws with the librarians. So, which actually means if you think about this, so she has the voodoo dolls set up, right? She yeah. has the DNA of those two librarians, and she can keep those as long as she wants, I would imagine. She should. So that means th- she's basically got these two held hostage. 
can kill them at any point in time. So they'll probably never chase her down anymore. Be like, nope, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's good leverage to have. It's interesting that they were looking for Carol and then... (laughs) Oh look, it's Alice. Mm-hmm. But like the book said, she was at a it was at a brewery or something. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So hmm. they try the mother daughter thing. They saw Alice, right? Do what? They saw Carol run out. No, they, they just, were no. They just saw Carol run out. They didn't see Alice at all. They didn't know she was there. That's okay. why she's right, no, kind of still undercover. Good. Yeah, she's kind of left out the back door. Okay. But we also find out that Stephanie isn't a horrible mom. She admits, you know, when Carol was still in there, that she wasn't turning Allison because she is the only thing that she has. Um, she was turning Alice. Um, no, she. I think I said that upside down. Uh, wow. She wasn't turning Alice in because it's the only thing she has. She was turning Carol in <laughs> because, right. you know, that's it. And they find out that the mother-daughter spell wasn't working yet because Alice was the one choosing not to be the daughter. And while Stephanie... Yeah, guess, growing up with her mom, like she's she's found a way to kind of close herself off right. so that she doesn't end up being, being hurt. Yeah. So it wasn't Stephanie wasn't being horribly bad. She was just being Stephanie. But, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know so the spell actually works and she's able to sneak out. And they have all that. And when she goes to give... The back at the dean's office, you know, goes to give this um, mirror to Zelda. That she finds out that you know when her friend comes in, that she has chosen to join the library because you know things are going good, and she's learning everything that she needs to learn. And that whole point where Zelda points out that like. Alice, like, everybody here is on your side. And I think that's the biggest thing with Alice that we see, that she always starts, it's like with her mother also. She's alienated herself from everything because of Nif and Alice. Right. But I understand where she's coming from with the library. The library has not been the good guy in the show so far. But on the other hand, I know that Zelda has the best of intentions. But Zelda also knows that the library is not the library that she once served. Exactly. So there's a whole thing there. It could be that way again if she has good people like Sheila. I think so. I think, yeah. I honestly think that, you know, the way that Zelda sees a library could totally turn around and be different like we had in the last previous episode with uh, Penny. These are characters who will change the, the way the library is forever. Yeah, I think it's that whole thing where we've we've always seen in everything. The library has too much power, and we know that if something has too much power, it'll get corrupted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting to see how that ends up. Absolutely. Okay. Are we ready for egg licking time? Let's go lick the egg. <laughs> Let's go lick the egg. <laughs> uh. All right, so we're going to take it over to Monster Elliot. Or we can call him just a monster. Uh, he apparently has gone through withdrawal because he was on all the drugs. And he's watching a lot of TV, which is a bad thing for whoever is actually on TV and upsetting him. So he has Q and Julia on a mission and Penny as well to try to find out the next uh, piece of his, I guess, his self that he's missing. And uh, that leads Q to some dragons, some very cool dragons. Mm-hmm. And um, he meets up with this dude. Well, not a dude. He's a herald named Harold. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, that's a good name like, for a Harold. Had a cool assistant. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, beware of the uh, answering different ads. Yeah. Especially when they're worded really strangely. Just be careful. Exactly. You never know what to start working for. Mm-hmm. So uh, they get sent on a mission looking for some kind of weird elixir. And of course, we later find out what the elixir does. Uh, <laughs> and it leads them to the physical kids cottage. But of course the cottage is no longer at brick bills. I don't think it's like been magically moved somewhere else. It's still at break bills. It's just in, it's in a different area. The cottage is like taken over. There's a new door in a building at break bills. that leads to the physical kids cottage. Basically. Uh, Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And so it leads to there. And of course it's not Todd in the house anymore, but it's our old friend Poppy. I love Felicia day. She's amazing. Um, so we see her and Brad, what's going on with, with, uh, Poppy these days? Uh, she's a little on the Prager side. She's a lot on the Prager yeah, side. She's, it's she, definitely Quentin's, right? Yeah, it's totally Quentin's. <laughs> yeah. So, but she tries to tell him that it's not because, um, she had, uh, you know, took the dragon elixir and kind of impregnated her, herself with it, or at least that's what she told everybody. With the turkey and baster. With the turkey baster, yes. <laughs> like you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And Q apparently gets in the nesting mode with Poppy. And later our good friends, the magicians, Julia, Penny, and who else showed up? Oh, Katie was there. Yes. Yay, Katie. Katie shows up with the uh, with the others, and we find out that she didn't actually base herself. She's actually really super pregnant in real life, but there's a dragon's egg that has been, uh, was it? Is it impregnated or it's been fertilized? It was fertilized. Yeah. That's what she fertilized yeah. the. That's what she used the elixir for to fertilize the egg. So she fertilized the egg, and apparently, if you touch the egg, you're gonna want to lick it. Can we talk about how they? Yeah, the even oven mints do not stop the licking of the egg. You still want to lick it. Oh, but, unless you're Julia. But go ahead. Can we mention how they found out how the egg dragon egg was was done? The dragon yeah. porn. Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> very um, detailed. And that Katie is the best detective ever, but go. Yeah, the very detailed dragon erotica that was written by who? Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it how they had to pixelate out the scenes in the comic. It was just the greatest thing ever. That was perfect. I love this show. Yes, it was. I was dying. <laughs> it was just a moment. And I was like, yes, there are really horrible things out there like that. But hey, there you go. Uh, but can we talk about the fact that Poppy and Quentin have named their child Falcor? Falcor. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name. Falcor is a very powerful name that every child should be named. Okay. I, I believe that. That's good. And I could totally see them having an A Falcor in their lives. I, I could see it too. Uh, so apparently, um, like I said, once you touch the egg, you want to protect the egg, can no I, matter what. Can I can and I so, tell you that Falcor, by the way, is uh-huh. um, the uh, if you missed the reference on there, did you totally miss the reference? I totally missed it. Uh, the never-ending story. <gasps> oh, Brad. <laughs> All these non-80s kids. 
So there you go. The never-ending story. That's the name of the dragon in the never-ending story. Go ahead and watch it, children. And he's not a dragon. He's a dragon dog. He's the best dragon dog ever. And yes. he flies. Yeah. And he's Falcor. <laughs> Don't watch never-ending story, too. Watch the first one only. Yeah, watch the first one. So there you go. There's your moment of the... Well, with Napster, we're just we're all in there. <laughs> okay, so we have Falcor. Oh my god, I love this show. <laughs> and you totally missed that too, didn't you? I totally missed it. Oh, you go steal my eighties card. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, Julia. They say, "Hey, take the egg, so you can join our group. You can become a, a part of our." Bobby say you, you can become a, a part of our mothering group or yeah, whatever. Yeah, something like that. You want to lick the egg? She has two husbands, or, and she wants a uh, sister wife. I don't know. <laughs> sister wife. They, she did say sister wife. <laughs> <laughs> and so Julia takes it, and of course she has that godhood that protected her. Like she can't die, and magic doesn't affect her as far mm. as we know right now. Right. So she takes the egg and uh, they make a run for it to take it back to Harold the Herald and to trade it like they were trying to do for that piece that they need to, to rescue our friend Elliot. Well, Katie still had the gun, too. Oh, yeah. yeah don't I told you, to Katie, like she's making badass moves. So they're able to get back to the pier and get back to the trash dragon because apparently uh, that's the dragon that they're working with. From um, was it New York or the Hudson Harbor? Right. I forgot which part of New York they said it was, but they call it the Trash Dragon. And she tells them that she is only twelve thousand four hundred twenty-two years old. She's too young to be a mother, so <laughs> that's not my egg. It's apparently somebody named Amelie's egg. Uh, yeah, Amelie. She's the other dragon. Yeah, but she is and shocked that Julia that- can hold the egg. Yeah, she she takes the egg for sure, mm-hmm. um, and then she she trades them, I guess, for what they needed for Elliot. Yep. Poor Poppy, she wanted to keep Falcor. Yeah, Falcor. But we later find out that she she was not going to have the baby initially. Right. Then she got distracted, like Poppy does. Yeah. And she, she, I think she is really digging on being a mom now, especially after this experience with the egg. Yeah, I think it kind of helped out a little bit. So. Yeah. And Q's going to help. Q's apparently really super excited to be a dad. Or th- that was the dragon part talking. But I think that was still Q. I could totally see Q being that way. Yeah, he he was still having an egg hangover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love their cure for the egg hangover. It was eggs. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, this episode. They always have some weird things happening. Yeah. I dig it. And so, you know, Poppy is, she does say that the baby isn't cues after all. I think it is, but okay. Well, she said she went to a thing and forgot to, you know, uh, abort it and stuff like that. But she's going to keep the baby, you know, Dakota, Draco, or Misty. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be the godfather of the baby. Aww. And that should be interesting. Definitely. Yes. Let's hope the baby doesn't get uh, aged like home Buffy and then turn out to not, not to really be that baby. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the dragon does send over uh, Harold, the Herald, uh-huh. with the item that they were looking for, the organ. 
Uh-huh. And passes that on that it would be great if Julia could stay in the uh it wouldn't be great for Julia if she stayed in the state that she is in for everybody else. Right. So, you know, she should seek the binder. <laughs> and what is the binder? No idea, but seek the binder. So, well, I so guess we'll have Godhead back or her powers. She's still a god, yeah. but a powerful god. So we know that she can change somehow because, I, yeah. I wonder if um, her, the binder and her getting her powers back will somehow be related to the stuff that Monster Elliot is doing. Uh, it could be. I could see that happening. Cool. But I think it's going to be a big difference there because, you know, even when the dragons don't want you to stay the way you are, that mm-hmm. should say something. Yeah, like magical things should be what they, they are or are supposed to be. And at this point, Julia has become a magical thing. Like right. she's a god. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we will have to see. I don't know. Next week. I'm looking forward to it. I love this show. It's so much fun. Yeah, me too. There's, you know, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> I'm just a, lo- a lot of stuff. Oh, and there's Ragnar. He's barking. <laughs> All right, so unless you didn't hear Ragnar barking. There he is again. Um, All right, then. You got anything else? No, that was it. Uh, Another great episode. All right. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Siren, Van Helsing, Winona Earp, Krypton, 12 Monkeys, and a whole bunch of other shows. And don't miss, uh, you know, our 200th episode show where we talked about Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, go watch that. And then go watch the episode again yeah. because that show was amazing. Yes, it is. And I'm having a really hard time not doing a 3D print of Battlestar Galactica, the ship, oh, wow. and a big, like, three-foot section. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it at some point in time. It's going to happen, just not right I now. told him to do a mini, and he's talking about doing something three feet long. I'm crazy like that. It's just, you know. <laughs> I want a big one. I want it on my desk. I want it to take up the whole thing. I want to look at it and go, say so, so say we all. So say we all. Yeah. Anyhow, check us out over there. And, uh, and, um, we have the cloak and dagger episodes are going to be coming back soon to Freeform. We're going to be covering those. So if you haven't seen the first season, go check it out. It's a pretty cool show. I like the way that they handled um, their version of their superheroes. It's very grounded and it's, pretty realistic and some interesting characters all the way around, not just the the main two people. Yeah, definitely. So check it out people. Well, until next time. Oh, until next time, go look an egg. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.